Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of the Pro Basketball Talk podcast here at NBC Sports. I'm Kurt Heenland, managing editor, lead writer at Pro Basketball Talk, with you as always. And today, we're going to talk all-stars. we got Keith Smith from Yahoo Sports now. He's going to join us. He's been on the podcast before. We're going to break down, do we like the starter votes? Who would we have as the reserves? Who would be our picks? And there's some tough choices there when you get to the end of both of those East and Western conferences, uh, kind of in different ways, but it becomes difficult. Plus, we're going to talk a little bit about Victor Oladipo. Just a quick reminder, wherever you get your podcasts, please go there to applepodcast.com slash PBT on NBC or Google Play, wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher. Just rate us, review us, give us a positive review. Let us know what you want to hear, what you want to see, and uh, we will try to get to that. But without further ado, let's bring in Keith and start talking about the very important all-star ballots because nothing I think nothing in the world is more important than that right um hey Keith how you doing I'm doing good it's uh you know all-star ballots uh you know life death taxes somewhere in there it's right up there with the shutdown it's like one of those two it's a um it's a far so, more interesting topic to me at least so <laughs> God, less than tracted at least um yeah. But first, I, I wanted to just talk a little bit about the, the impact of the Victor Oladipo injury for people. I, I, if, I don't know how you're listening to this and don't know this because you'd be an NBA fan. But just to recap, uh, he has a torn quad ligament. He is It was the injury Tony Parker had. He is going to be, have surgery, be out the rest of the season, probably into next season somewhat. Um, obviously, this is a huge blow for the Pacers who had been, like I think, quietly, like, you could debate where they rank, but they were definitely right there with Philadelphia, right there with a lot, all those teams kind of near the top of the East. And they were going to be a real problem in the playoffs. And now not so much, I fear. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, they're, they're currently still sitting in third. They actually did end up winning that game against the Raptors, kind of held off a, you know, equally shorthanded, I guess, Raptors team, Kawhi didn't play again. And, uh, you know, Indiana is, they're they're right firmly in that mix, but you know third sounds good, but they're only two and a half games ahead of Boston, who's in fifth, who's kind of surging. They're only a game up on Philadelphia, so you know those teams are really right, right there. That's a you know pr- pretty good race and a little, little bit of distance from Toronto and Milwaukee. But it's I, it kind of was looking at this and, and having this conversation with some others today. I think they're they're already too far ahead to fall any lower than five. Yeah. And, I think their roster's too good for that to happen anyway. They, I mean, this this team's one of the deeper teams in the NBA. They really go nine quality guys deep uh, there. So I, I think it's, as I put it, is I don't know that their floor is much lower, but their ceiling is certainly much lower than it was. So I think it's you know one of those things where you know they're they're probably going to slot into that five seed, and then. They're, they're probably unfortunately going to be out in the first round because I just can't see him knocking off anybody out of Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, or Boston in the first round at this point. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think you're going to see – I know there was some speculation about this online last night. I, I don't think that this franchise, it's in its nature to say, oh, man, we should just tank the season now. Like We should see who we can trade and we can see what plays we can make or moves we can make that, that help us – You know. Like you said, they're not going to fall back into the lottery. So they're not – I don't know what the long-term play is. I just don't think you're going to see a lot of action out of them. They're going to kind of stand pat going into the deadline and just kind of live with it. And they'll make tweaks maybe during the summer, obviously, to the roster. But there's just not going to be some, well, this writes off our season. Let's 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 make the lottery type of moment. Because, frankly, I don't know that they can lose enough to get down there with, with – <laughs> 
the teams that are going to with with how with the three games below 500 teams that are going to make the playoffs in the East. Yeah, I'm laughing because they've already won 32 games, so that's probably what six more wins almost clinches the playoffs yeah, spot in the East. So yeah, so they're you know and again you know their their roster is just too good. They, they the, the biggest thing is is you look at the Pacers and kind of the guys who are left. You know, around Oladipo, you have some veterans who they're just yep. guys who win, which is part of the reason why they are you know so good. You've got Thaddeus Young, Boyan Bogdanovich, the the double point Darren guard tandem Carlson. of Carlson and Joseph, Terry Evans. Like these guys are all good, and then they're younger guys, Sabonis and, and uh, Turner. Like they're both good. Yeah, Kylo Quinn, a deeper veteran guy. One well, one thing I know they're super excited about Aaron Holiday, who actually played pretty well oh. when Oladipo was out. So, you know, that that's kind of a, you know, uh, if you're looking for a really faint, faint, faint silver lining, like there, there it is. But, uh, but I'm with you. I don't think they're going to, they're definitely not going to go through a sell off. I think if anything, what this changes is this might change things for the Pacers approach this summer, because I yep. think they were looking at, they're looking at as much flexibility as anybody. I project them to be right around 44 million or so in cap space because they've got a lot of contracts coming off the books. It's really Oladipo, McDermott and Turner and in Sabonis on his rookie deal. That's about it left on their books. So they, they were going to have the ability to do a lot of different things. And now that ability's changed. So now, now we get to kind of see, you know, all right, what is it that you're really looking to do? And you know, how, how do you, how do you want to approach this? Because, if we go by the Tony Parker timeline, which Oladipo, he's younger, so maybe he recovers quicker, but he's probably going to be out at least to some point into next season, or at least, if not, very slowed to start next season, which it's you know, going to probably change the way the Pacers approach building their roster for 2019-20. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, like you said, it's just going to be a far more interesting summer for them, and it, it just... Yeah, once you've got this, and they really won't know everything through the surgery. And with Tony Parker, I think they have more of a timeline, more of an idea than they're not feeling their way around in the dark. Like I think the yeah. the they, the Spurs really just didn't know. They're like, we're not sure how fast this heals. We don't, you know, we're going to learn as we go. Yeah, because this uh, is not a common basketball injury at all. This is no. a very very uncommon thing. It, it's Tony Parker, and that's kind of there's your your list. Yeah, exactly. So this is going to be interesting going forward, but you know. It's a smart organization. I think that they can bide their time a little and make moves and be there down the line. I don't think this is not an organization that's going to just decide to tank or do something crazy. They're 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 going to be solid for years, um, and and well run. They have been well run for from the majority of of a lo- majority of the last twenty twenty five years. You, you know you don't pick out a lot of like I don't know. They're, they're not Phoenix or Sacramento. They're, they're, they're a well-run organization. So yeah. when they have those droughts, they're, they're like a year or two out, you know, and barely out versus yeah. Bottoming completely out. I, and it's kind of one of those things that we, we hear this a lot about these kind of mid market or small market teams. It's just, you know, the, the fan base, the market won't support it, you know, fully tanking. I think the Pacers fans would, I think they're smart enough and sophisticated enough basketball fans, but I think the reality is it's just the opportunities never presented itself because they've always just been pretty good. So there's not, never been that opportunity to say, you know, go. I mean, they really went from the Reggie Miller years right into the Danny Granger, who I think people forget how it ended, just how oh, yeah. good he was. He was right so into good. Paul. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right into Paul George. And now right into Oladipo, you know, in this group and, you know, that's a, that's a run. that's not, not quite the San Antonio Spurs level run, but that's a pretty good, pretty good run for the Pacers of, you know, really good, you know, r- really just, Good teams. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Well, let's move on to what we were supposed to be talking about for this uh, podcast. The the All Star ballot. The the All Star starters were named on Thursday night. Um, not any real huge surprises. Do you want to do West or East first? Uh let's do East. I think though that's that there. If you're okay with doing the East, the only reason yeah. why is I think that I think the West is a more um, both are interesting because but the East gets kind of ugly. Towards yes. the bottom, where I think the West gets uh, ugly, but in a wow, I gotta knock a couple guys out here. You know, versus right, the East, it. it's a guy. I almost gonna kind of find a guy or two. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I was saying it was, was when I wrote this. It felt like more like exclusion on the West. Like oh, I'm cutting out guys who deserve to be there, and it was inclusion. I was talking myself into guys in the East. So further right, proof well, that if we're gonna do this All Star Draft thing, get rid of the conferences. Yeah, just go with the top top guy. I'm fine if you want to do that for for the voting because I think that makes it a little easier. But the once you get into the reserves, it should just be the the what is that 14 best players and just move exactly. On. Exactly. So in the East, your leading vote getter is Giannis Antetokounmpo from Milwaukee. Um, he will be one of the starters. He'll be the cap. One of the captains picking the teams. I'm pretty good with that. Like, I think he deserved to make it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he's okay. He's all right. Uh, your other two starters in the front court, Kawhi Leonard and Joel Embiid. Uh, the two guards who make it are Kyrie Irving and Kemba Walker will start in Charlotte in his home building. Um, I think, Honestly, I think four-fifths of those aren't even in question. I think it's only that second guard spot, which Kemba got, that's a little interesting. Are you on, paid, on, on board with that? Like the other four kind of, I don't want to say cut and dry, but kind of obvious? Yeah, I, I was going to have Kemba on the team regardless, so I'm okay with him oh, yeah. starting as well. I think I, I think it really comes down to you're going to start. It, it was really Kemba, Ben Simmons, or Bradley Beal. Uh, and, and for me, I'm okay with Kemba and, and it's a cool story. You know, the game's for yeah. the fans, if nothing else. So, you know, I'm all right with that one. It's not, um, you know, if it was something really egregious, like, you know, geez, he was on borderline to even make the team. Then, then I would add a big problem with it. But, you know, as it stands, I'm okay with Kemba being there. Yeah. I, first off, I'm good with the storyline. Uh, the other guy who didn't get mentioned, I had, you know, and actually I had a vote. I had Lowry as a starter, and I think part of that was that he missed a lot of time and maybe he just wasn't as sharp as he'd been throughout the year. But I I did not have a problem with that, although I really debated between him and Bradley Beal for a while. Um, I think so. I, I, but again, I could have gone any direction. Like you said, if, if Kemba's one of my guys making the team regardless. So um, if those are the five starters, the way this generally works for people who don't know, the coaches pick the reserves. Uh, today, Keith and I will be coaches. Keith may have actually been coaching recently, more recently than I have. <laughs> um, but there's, they're supposed to pick two guards, three front court players, so just like the starters, then two wild cards. Although I will add that the coaches are given tremendous leeway on yeah. on what's uh, what's front court, what's back court, and where they want to go with this. They could pretty much put. You know, as long as they don't put Nikola Vucevic as a guard, I think everybody's okay with it. So, um, who would be your two next two guards on the list? So my next two guards were the two guys I mentioned that I would have had in there, if not Walker, Simmons, and Bradley. And I think yeah. they're both. You know, I tend to think of this whole process in terms of who's a lock for me versus are where my discussion points, and I got to figure this out. So I have Simmons and in, in, uh, Brad, not Bradley Beal, <laughs> Bradley Beal. Um, somebody's like Avery Bradley. Wait, what? Isn't he even in the West? Yeah. Um, so Simmons and Beal, <laughs> those are my two. Such a, two such a Celtics there. homer. You're voting for Avery right? Bradley anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, he's not even. In the conference anymore, but yeah, those those were my two my two uh, my two backcourt players, and 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 I feel pretty good about that. 
I don't. I have one question with Ben Simmons, which is: Is he a backcourt player, or is he a front? I mean, he technically acts as guard. You know, it's funny. I wish I'd, and I didn't. I wish I'd gone and looked in the um, in the voting. Like, could I have voted him for guard? I I didn't. He wasn't one of my starters, so I didn't have him on that list. He didn't. You know, um, my I uh, with the starters being what they were, I would have had uh, Bradley Beal and. Kyle Lowry as my first two guards, but I have, I have Simmons listed as a front court player. And, um, and I, I think, think that's it might be okay. one of those flexible things, right? Yeah. It's like, he's kind of, I don't know quite how you define him. Yeah, it, exactly. It's, um, you know, and it's, it's also interesting that we're doing it this way now. I think this is in a lot of ways, this is better than the more rigid all NBA uh, yes. qualifications where you still have to pick a center and a forward, two uh, forwards and two guards. Yeah. It's, it's that's by the way is a pain in the butt, but this year kind of works out. Um, so yeah, it does. It is, general, <laughs> I've 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 complained about that in the past, but I started. I I don't even fill out a, I don't say a watch ballot, but as of my first you know look at that until halfway through the season, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, center kind of falls right in line if you count Anthony Davis as a center. Boom, done. Yeah, so, kind of had a at that position if you you know say that way so you know when it comes to Simmons I, I used him as a backcourt player and what why I'm okay with it was I didn't I didn't I very much left it open of I'll put him in the front court if I have to um one of my front court guys I could very easily swap him with because he could be considered a backcourt guy um yeah. more of a pure wing so so I, I'm, I'm okay with you know I was gonna have him on the team regardless so I'm all right with how he landed out um who are and then you've got three front court players. Um, mine was, for the record, I just said that Ben Simmons was one of my three. I have my other two as Blake Griffin and Nikola Vucevic, who I know isn't on a lot of people. It was like him and Chris Middleton were mixed on a lot of people's ballots, but I, I just can't leave him off the way he's played this year. So, may, I mean, may, maybe we should have talked about this because we might be getting into, wow, this was very boring for these picks. Because I get the same two <laughs> two guys. And then my, yeah. my the one I was talking about that's a pure wing that you could flip is Chris Middleton. So, yeah. so I, I have Griffin. Vucevic I don't have Middleton. Middleton. Do you have, okay, I did not, I did not have Middleton on the team. And I kind of debated between him and Jimmy Butler for a while. The other guy, by the way, one of my wild cards, the other guard in there, I have Victor Oladipo on there. I am not. Because of the injury, I know that there's a – the coaches may not put him on now because he obviously can't play. But to me, he kind of deserved the honor, so I put him in anyway. I did the same thing you did. I have him on there, and then I, I picked who my – who my obviously injury – Middleton would have been my – Middleton would be my replacement. So Okay. So, so it sounds like then I'm guessing we are pretty close to the same guys with the exception of maybe one. Cause who's, your, who's your two wild cards in? My two wild cards were Oladipo and Lowry. Um, were okay. my two wild cards, and then then my injury replacement for Oladipo, I had D'Angelo Russell in there. Um, I, I really, you know, I looked at, I went back and forth a lot. I, I couldn't come up with an. I, I just, I, I don't want to reward Jimmy Butler. On See, I've got him on there. there. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, so that that would be our difference. I just couldn't get there with him because. I just I don't think you get to act like a complete jerk for the first part of the season. I, I kind of fall where Zach yep. Lowe was the other day yep. of you know make make a team, um, and then I, I looked at the the Raptors, you know Serge Ibaka, Pascal Siakam, you know maybe both of them. I even considered maybe one of those two over Lowry. I was definitely going to give the Raptors two guys, and then then I looked at it and I'm like, then it kind of after that it was 
those two guys and Butler. And then if I really wanted to force it and put my Celtics glasses on, maybe Tatum, maybe Horford. But at that point, I was like, I'm kind of out. Like, there's nobody else really that I feel great about in the East. I, I would. I, Josh Richardson was in my maybe iffy category too. Although my first guy out was Siakam. Um, that you know, uh, if Middleton goes in as the injury replacement, then Siakam's the next guy on my list. And I, I'm with you. You you needed two Raptors to me. Yeah. But Lowry, it, this is one of those things where if this were an All NBA, how'd you do this season? I mm-hmm. might treat it differently than I, I with just philosophically with the all-star game. I'm like, it should be more about not just the past year, but some reputation stuff. Like my timeline filled up after we, I tweeted out who was the starters. Everybody's like, how is LeBron James starting? He missed all these games. I'm like, because he's LeBron James. Yeah. Like he's, (laughs) he remains the best player walking the face of the earth. Like, yes, he gets to start the all-star game and he's actually going to be a captain. Um, And we'll get to that. We'll get to the West in a minute. But um, I, I hope that wasn't a spoiler, people. Um, LeBron James <laughs> is an all-star. Um, but um, I, I, to me, just that's more Lowry's team than Siakam's team. Uh, as much as of late, Siakam's been given the ball in isolation in key moments and some other stuff. Um, yeah, it's funny you said that. As I was kind of prepping for this, and, and I was right, I you know, I take it, uh, you know, relatively seriously. So I was running it yeah. by some other people and I, and I was like, I in, in initially was, all right, who's my second Raptor, Ibaka or Siakam? And a bunch of people were like, well, it's not, it's Lowry. And I was like, yeah, but he's, he, he's missed some time. He's really shot it awfully this year. And then yeah. it you know, kind of came back to me. They're like, yeah, but he's been really good defensively still. And then it was really how much he means to that team. And how much, you know, he it's even with Kawhi there, it's still Kyle Lowry's team. He's still the kind of the the one who makes that engine go. He is the one, you know, who who pushes everything forward for that team. And it's it's really kind of interesting when you look at it that way, because I do think it's, you know, one of those things where where I'm with you and I, I'm I tend to say, yeah, you know, if I'm gonna use it as a tiebreaker, let's reward the guy who's got the kind of track record because these things matter, you know, and when we go back and we start mm-hmm. saying, is this guy a Hall of Famer? Is this guy not a Hall of Famer? Well, these matter because one of the first things we mentioned is, well, how many All-NBA teams did he make? Right behind that, how many All-Star games did he make? You know, and that's that's why, yeah. you know, it matters. And I think it matters a lot. I, I think we've gotten a lot better about it now where it's not just a straight fan vote. I mean, gosh, it was a straight fan vote. Derrick Rose would be starting the game. And that's, yeah. you know. And yeah, Min- I have loved Minnesota. The Minnesota people were like, oh, I can't believe he's not starting. Why? I'm like, really? Uh, yeah, that's just nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the West got a little weird because Doncic was in there too. So, uh, yeah. but we'll, we'll get again. We'll get to the West in a second. The other thing is the advanced stats still like him. Like the on-off yep. numbers and stuff with Lowry are still yep. like you said. It's just it's still his team. He's still the guy kind of driving that bus. So um, I had probably higher than he should have been. Maybe I was. Maybe I'm biased because when I when I've seen him in person this year, he's just killed it. But. Uh, the end of the day, that's a, we're kind of on the same page there. I, I, you, you're talking yourself into like nothing against Middleton, but like, boy, you're getting into Middleton, Vucevic, um, Butler, should he be there? Siakam. I feel like I'm talking myself into guys a little bit where I'm like, yeah, there's a flaw here or, or Kyle Lowry's flawed, but I've got to give him this. Cause he's good. He's the second best Raptor. It's a, it's a little different and I'm not sure who else, I'm really going to slot into these spots where I'm like, who are we leaving out? You know, who are we, 
what guy are we overlooking? Al Horford, Andre Drummond. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, maybe, but I kind of for me, team performance yeah. really matters, and. I'm going to really struggle to give the Pistons a second all-star when Blake Griffin's yeah, exactly. clearly a lock. I yep. look at it as just like, really? I'm going to give that team two, two guys over, you know, because because then if you're looking at it like, dude, do you bump Middleton? The Bucks have the best record in the NBA. Like, yeah, a lot of that is yeah. Giannis, but not all Giannis. Um, no, it's, you know, yeah. I had somebody challenge me who said, you know, it shouldn't even be Middleton. It should be Eric Bledsoe. And initially I was like, wait, what? And then I started looking at it. I was like, Bledsoe's actually had a pretty good year. He's been, yeah, he's had a really nice know, year. Yeah, it's kind of similar to Lowry, but with you know even kind of better initial numbers that jump off the page to you. I guess I was just struggling with Eric Bledsoe, and I know it's got nothing to do with this season, but it's like Terry Rozier destroyed him in the playoffs, and that's Terry Rozier. Like, so yeah. those start to become the things where like I have to reconcile this in my head before I can get there. But yeah, so that's that's why I just you know a guy like Andre Drummond, sure good fine year but i don't know i'm not going to give the pistons two all-stars when they're you know losing record and they're probably not even going to be a playoff team okay one thought experiment for the east what if john wall hadn't gotten injured yeah that's that he'd had he'd had a really down season but and and the obviously the, the wizards were horrible uh, well and they've improved they've played better under beal of late which i think has helped beal's cause a lot here but that would have been an interesting, like, what do we do with this? What do we, I you know, wonder if it gets more interesting is, is Beal as much of a lock as he is then? Because if let's say wall is healthy, Beal's numbers obviously come down. His yep. impact comes down. And yeah, he's, you know, he's solidified himself since that injury because he's, he's had to take over. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, I think, you know, for, for a lot of reasons, I think this team has become his team. Now, it's not just because Wall's out and somebody has to be, mm. but I think even when Wall comes back, I think you're going to start to see guys look to it as Bradley Beal's our guy. He, he's you know, the one here, which is kind of a remarkable twist from a guy who couldn't stay healthy and on the floor in his first you know, few years of his career. So that's you know just kind of a cool storyline as well. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting – well, they could try to trade John Wall in that – is that the most unmovable contract now in the league? Is it Wall or or, or Love? I'm not sure which one is the so. So with, you know, I, I don't have any problem stepping all over a piece I wrote for for Yahoo that's coming out uh, here. Uh, should be out hopefully tomorrow. Oh, it actually posted. It posted this, tonight. Look at for, that. For, uh, oh, I have John Wall as the least tradable contract in the NBA. Um, yeah, you know, and in, in, in that part of it hasn't even started yet. Yeah, that's a, the bad part of the, that deal hasn't even kicked in yet. Is exactly. the fun? Yeah, yeah. It's like I think Love's got more. Love's a rough one, but he's got more value on the court. Like Wall, yeah, he was injured, but yeah, it's just a lot of his game. Is, is he what you want in your game. locker room? Yeah is, yeah, is he what you want in the locker room? Is that the leader? Is that the the guy driving the bus you need? I just I don't know. No, definitely. There's a lot of issues there i think with with him that just you know there's a lot that goes into to that i i you know yeah had he been healthy all year maybe he turned it around and and gets in there but but as it stands today i don't think so (laughs) all right well let's move over to the west um and and the 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 problem the opposite problem of which is not we we are going to have to cut some good players and leave them on the floor for this one uh lebron james is your captain the leading vote getter and uh 
almost, I believe I didn't even, I'd have to look back at the numbers now. If he wasn't in unanimous media selection, he was pretty close to it. Um, that's an easy one. The guards were pretty much a gimme, right? If, if you didn't put Steph Curry and James Harden down as your guards, I'm curious what you were thinking. Yeah. Um, uh, they will be starting in the backcourt. On, on the backcourt, LeBron James is one of your front court members. The other two guys voted in um, by a combination of media and fans and players, Kevin Durant and Paul George. Now, um, but as you mentioned before, the fan voting had um, Steph Curry behind Derrick Rose, which implies that, you know, there's more legalized marijuana in this country than I realized. <laughs> Um, and the fans also had Luka Doncic second, right? And, and Durant third, Paul George fourth, and Anthony Davis fifth in their voting. Yep. So that's why you don't see Anthony Davis as a starter, even though uh, to me he would have been. Like uh, to me, he's kind of an obvious starter, but uh, he was fifth in the fan voting, so he is not going to be a starter. Yeah, because I believe he finished in all total the kind of combination voting finished tied with Paul George. He said, yes. So, so For, fan and, voting and breaks the, and the, the tie. tie. Yeah. Exactly. Um, this, by the way, will be 15th All-Star Game start for LeBron. That would tie our uh, Kobe Bryant for the most ever. Um, I imagine LeBron will break that next year. Um, any real? Pro- I don't have a real problem with that. I mean, again, I would personally have Anthony Davis over Paul George, but Paul George has had a phenomenal year. So I there's really I don't have a problem with any of the starters. Yeah, I'm in the exact same boat. It is, um, you know, for me, it, this is a case of the West had six guys who should start the All-Star game. Only five yep. can. And here we are because, you know, there's even a question, is Paul George really even a front court player? He, you know, he's kind of, you know, spends a lot of time in the backcourt as well, you know, in OKC. But, you know, now, now you're really if you're doing that, you're trying to find reasons to pick Anthony Davis when, you know, it, it's fine. You know, it's it's. You know, all, all six guys are going to be there anyway, so I don't think it really matters yeah. all that much. Um, but yeah, I, uh, you know, I think I think it's perfectly fine the way it landed. All right. Who are your next two guards? Uh, so I have Damian Lillard, who was a lock for me. Yes. Um, and my other, I did not have another lock at the guard position, so I had to debate this and go back and forth. But where I landed with my other uh, backcourt position is Clay Thompson. Um, I just think, you know, I, I just think he's, you know, he had a rough start to the year, but he's, he, he, in a lot of ways, he's been their best defensive player um, all year with Draymond out and Draymond having some, you know, kind of just, I think he's, really in full on coast mode at this point in the year. Um, you know, and then, and now Clay's shooting has picked up so much that I'm just, you know, it's, it's still the Warriors. They're still the best team in basketball. Even if the record doesn't say they are, they still are. And, you know, and I, I, again, I like to reward those kind of things. And, and I think Clay should be there. Um, I have Russell Westbrook. Uh, he has had a, with the, okay. First off Lillard too. I mean, Another yeah. guy who easily could have started and could have, should have, would have. Um, and then that was a hard one because, like you said, with the second guard, there were a few directions you could have gone. I liked, again, I, Westbrook's still putting up some numbers this year. His efficiency as shooting is way down. But he is passing more, and I still go back to the aura and the and – the, Look, that's a largely, and you know, it's Paul George is their best player right now, but Westbrook still drives a lot of what's going on that's going well in Oklahoma City. And I just, I couldn't not have him on the team. So uh, he he got my other guard spot. Yeah. And in, you know, a little spoiler here, I have him in one of the wild card spots. Yeah. 
I honestly was really, really close, but I was trying to look for a lot of reasons to put, you know, either Luca yeah. on the team or which, you know, spoiler again, Luca didn't make it for me, but um, he didn't pick it know, for me or, either. Or Mike Conley or De'Aaron Fox was a guy I really kind of wanted to get in there. Yeah. But ultimately I came back to it and I'm like, I know Russ's efficiency is, is horrendous this year. He kind of plays like I play and pick up just, I'm going to, you know, fire it every time I touch it and you know, throw crazy passes <laughs> All right. and things that's like good. that. That's, that's a good scouting report for if I ever <laughs> have to play pick up with you. So this is there, good to know. There, there, yeah. You don't need much of one. I'm pretty, pretty old and fat at this point. So I don't do all that much moving around. Um, but anyway, you know, I look at it as it's Ross. It's the all-star game. Like he should be there. It, it's just, you know, at that point I looked at it. But what I do find interesting is I kind of wonder if he did, you know, when we get to the real thing and we get to the all-star draft, I kind of wonder if he's going to be kind of lower on the list of guys picked. I don't know if he will be because I think, I think, you know, Giannis and LeBron might kind of be like, oh, you know, he's fun. We'll go, we'll go catch lobs from him and, you know, run up yeah. and down and those kind of things. But, but yeah, he, he made it for me, but he, he was really close. But in the end, I think once you're starting to look for reasons to not put a guy on, that probably tells you he should be on. Yeah. Um, all right. Our three front court, who are next? your next three front court guys? So Anthony Davis, as we talked, yep. you know, he, he's in there. He's a lock. That's yeah. a gimme. Yeah. Yep. Nikola Jokic, lock. Um, and then yep. my other guy, another lock, Rudy Gobert, um, you know, just having an absolutely ridiculous defensive season, you know, again for the Jazz. The Jazz are finally kind of turned the corner standings-wise. They're they're really move, moving up the list here pretty rapidly. They're, you know, they're, they're up to seventh, but they're eating two in their last 10 games. And it's the, – the Jazz are – I, I I still think people tend to think, oh, Donovan Mitchell. But I think in you know very real ways, they would be far more sunk without Gobert than they would be yes. with, without Mitchell. Yeah, no, Gobert does a lot of um look, it's the defensive anchor, obviously. You're, you're talking about the reigning defensive player of the year and potentially winning it two years in a row. Uh, that's a still relatively wide open race. Um but also like what he he gets you boards. He is Got a really nice touch around the rim, mm-hmm. catches lobs, can make plays inside, has good hands. Like he does a lot more than they say. Um, he was he's uh, one of my wild card picks. I had Carl Anthony Towns with Jokic and uh, Anthony Davis. Jokic to me again is just a lock. Um, I, it's funny I do a weekly radio hit in Salt Lake City, and um, Jazz fans are convinced they're like I, Denver's going to come back to earth, right? They're not this good, right? I'm like, <laughs> isn't this what everybody was saying about you last year? Like, why are you? Uh, I think they look at them and think that's the team we were supposed to be that team in second that everybody was the young team that was on the rise, but uh, Jokic is for real. And so I had towns though, who has obviously had the slow start to the season um, while Jimmy Butler torpedoed the team, um, but has really bounced back of late and had again, flashes of good defense, but not nearly consistently like he needs to be. Um, But enough that, and he's been great on offense, so I I, I had to include him. Yeah, and I, and I think that that's fair. I, I'll yeah, without I'll tell you who my other wild card was when we get there. Towns didn't make it for me, and in yeah. the Western Conference, the conference is too good with too many good teams for me to put somebody on whose team has a losing record. You would have to be so ridiculously ridiculously far and above everybody else for me to reward that. 
I'm just not going to do it. There's just too many guys, you know, and, and that's, I know a lot of people don't like that, you know, taking the team uh, play into account of where the record is. Cause it's, you know, well, it's an individual honor, you know, an all-star, but for me is in basketball, this is not baseball, baseball. You can have a, you know, Giancarlo Stanton who can have a re- Mike Trout, right? Yeah. Mike Trout. Great example. Phenomenal offensive year individually. And the team stinks because the other eight guys aren't good in basketball. If you're that good, you lift your team. It, it's your one of five players yeah. on the floor. And, you know, for me, if you're not doing that, then, you know, I, I'm okay with move, moving on to somebody else on the list and, you know, may, maybe kind of taking a, taking a, shot in the dark a little bit more and saying, yeah, you know what? I'm okay with, with where I landed. So towns didn't for me. I I think there's something to that. And it's like Anthony Davis is the exception that proves the rule. Like, yeah, yeah. Yes. Their team is losing. Yeah. Imagine where they are without Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis could still be the first team all, all NBA center. I mean, that's how he he would be on my ballot right now. Yeah. I think he would be on mine too. It's, it's between, you know, it's really a, for me, it'd be a two horse race between him and Jokic. And yep. you know, and I, I reserve the right to to reward Jokic if Denver stays all the way up there and they're the second seed in the West. I, I you know, maybe move them, but Davis hasn't fallen any lower than two. So, no, um, and well, Philadelphia fans would like to have a conversation with you about Joel Embiid. Yeah, that's I it. love him. He's third. I, you know, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's it's yeah. the thing is that I don't. You can put those three in any order, and, and I think fairly argue that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. um, so, so I'll, I'll jump in. Then my two wild cards were Gobert. Um, cause I had towns in the, in as the forward and man, that last spot, did you struggle with that as much as I did? Big time. I, you know, I was, just was, yeah. Yep. For, for a podcast and a post, I spent a stupid amount of time looking at the numbers <laughs> of Mike Conley and Tobias Harris and Donovan Mitchell, by the way, Clay Thompson, who you had was probably closest for me. Tobias Harris was right there, but you could also make it like you mentioned here and Fox. You can make a case for him. Buddy Heald yep. could have a case, frankly. And I'm not wholly opposed to the Luka idea. I don't think he's quite there yet for me. But, you know, again, it's an exhibition game. If the fans want to see him, I don't have a huge problem with that. But in the end, I went with LaMarcus Aldridge for the final spot because I thought the Spurs were going to be there. And, frankly, he's put up really good numbers this year really quietly. Again, they just – he – that guy is just rock solid night in and night out. So, so really kind of funny. He was my, he was my omission. He was my number one guy. If something changed, he he would be the next guy in. I did go with Tobias Harris. Um, I I just, you know, he's had such a good year. The Clippers have been, you know, really kind of a pleasant surprise. They've, you know, kind of hung in this thing for a long time. I think, you know, well, Gallinari's had a good year. I think Harris has kind of clearly been the guy. It's the honestly game. just as somebody who goes to some Clipper games and 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 you know based out here in LA, it's still Tobias. If you're going to talk about whose team it is, who means more to the team, it's still Tobias. It's, it's yeah. he opens up everything else. Gallinari shooting, Gallinari puts up numbers, but it's Tobias that makes the whole thing kind of go. Aside. You know, him and I, you could argue Lou Williams, but Lou's not an all-star. So. Yeah. And, you know, and for, for me too, I, you know, there's, there's two other things that creep in here is, 
like you said, Aldridge, it's kind of quiet and he's just kind of doing his thing and the Spurs are doing their thing. And it's sometimes I think I just get Spurs fatigue and I'm like, I'm bored of these guys. I, you know, give me the guy who's maybe a little more fun. And, you know, I, I also, the other thing is I really like Tobias Harris. I got to, you know, cover him a lot here in Orlando and really, you know, enjoyed, you know, watching him become the player he became and, and good guy, really good guy. Absolutely great guy. You know, and, and the other thing is this probably really shouldn't matter too much, especially like you said, for, you know, for, for a podcast. And then for me, going to be probably some, some tweets. I don't even know. I'll get an article out of it. It's, I want to kind of reward the guy who I think would really have a lot of fun and love being there. And I think Tobias Harris is going to, you know, if you put him in the all-star game, this guy's going to have a complete blast. I also think there's a good chance. I always think you need that one all-star where the guys, he's the guy who plays seven minutes and everybody's like, okay. Like I I think he would just be like, Hey, I'm just, I'm here. I made it. Dude, if he got to take part in everything, he'd be, he'd be awesome. And the best part is, you you know, that Boban would come along the film stuff with him. Like Boban would just be around all weekend. Hey, and my my thing is if he's going to be there, put Boban in the skills competition. Let's just do it. Oh God. (laughs) That would be so much fun. Must watch TV. Oh, he is. You know what? Nobody enjoys playing in the NBA. Nobody has a better attitude night in and night out than Boban. Like he just, I mean, he does work hard at his game. He does, you know, realize what's going on, but he's like, nobody's savoring the experience of like, I can't believe I'm here getting to do this quite like Boban. He's, he's so much fun to be around. And, and by the way, you can just to plug an old story that you'd have to search the archives. I don't even know how you could, I assume you can search the archives at NBC sports. Um, I did a feature on them going way back uh, early in the season and the connection between them is genuine, man. It is, mm-hmm. it is, they, they talk over each other and joke at each other and poke each other like you and your friends out having beer at a bar. It's, it's hysterical. Like you can tell that the connection's real. This isn't just kind of, they were forced together and they kind of hang out a little. No, they're like, it's a genuine bond. Yeah, it is. It's really cool. I get to see it when they were here in Orlando um, and Bobon started. That was kind of his like, whoa, wait, Doc's putting him in the starting five. And everybody went crazy. I know I went crazy. But what was so, <laughs> what was so funny was the Orlando fans were like, yay, Bobon. So like everybody was so excited. It's just, yeah. you know, he, he's a lot of it. I might change my mind. I might give that last spot to Bobon. I just say, there oh, you go. You know, just, no, we'll no just one, him everybody in. wins, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it, talk, yeah. If, if it's supposed to be for the fans and be fun, then then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, would you freak out? Uh, wh- where were you on Doncic? I know that the fans wanted him in. Yeah, I, I I really I started looking for reasons. I had him behind Aldridge and Demar Derozan. Um, it's it's just you know the Spurs are the Spurs. They're they're playing really good. And then yeah. I had Doncic next. I, I really you know kind of wanted to 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 go there. It wouldn't shock me if you know he makes it. Um, I, I think you know there there's a point to be made that that even though you know I try to wait team success, the Mavericks are 21 and 26, and what would they have won? Maybe 10 games, 12 games without Luca. You know, uh, yeah, what kind of rookie has that load on him? Yeah, it's you know crazy. They they were actually a you know a um, 500 team if you look at the point differential too. They're you know basically an even point differential. So you know, but I also look at these things sometimes with his time will come and he will have his, you know, 15 years of all-star games. So, you know, this could be yeah. Tobias Harris's only shot. You know, he might never have another chance. And, you know, and I kind of always want to, I kind of keep that frame of mind in there. That's that was part of my decision-making why I eliminated guys like Siakam and Tatum pretty early on in the East because their time will come. 
you know, and they're, they're going to yeah. have plenty, plenty of, you know, all-star runs in them. So for, for me, you know, I, I love Luca now, like you said, if it's for the fans, then Luca's got to be there. Cause he's, you know, arguably the most fun player in the NBA, you know, and he, you know, and, and we would all love to see him out there, you know, kind of doing his thing and, you know, tossing lobs to guys and, you know, making, I think his game fits an all-star game too, you know, he'd break oh, God, he'd have a blast. Yeah. And, you know, it'd be a lot of fun, but, but yeah, for, for now it's just, I had to leave him off. Yeah, he will be there uh, Friday night in the rookie game for mm-hmm. sure. And frankly, he'd make an interesting skills competition. Game yeah, he, too. Should, he like, probably should be as much as comp. Yeah, as much as the skills is like the saddest event on Saturday night. It's like I, I'm just, I, oh hey, they're dribbling around cones. But you know what? Just I, one I have a harder time getting into. <laughs> it it becomes like my family's favorite one. Um, you know, my, really? Yeah, I have, a, I have an eight and a half year old daughter who, you know, sometimes we let her now it's also earlier in the night. So she, you know, can usually yes. still stay up to see that, um, you know, where the rest is, you know, shouldn't go to bed, but, but, you know, I slam dunk has kind of come back over the last couple of years and gotten better, but yep. it really lost a lot of its luster. And then the three point contest, sometimes if the guy, if you need that guy to get super hot for it to be really interesting, you know, and be like, yeah. oh, man, here we go. Because um, if you have somebody like, you know, poor Kyle Lowry, who's gone out there and just throwing up some stinkers, then I just start feeling bad, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I, exactly. You know, the skills comp, I think, is always a lot of fun. And then once you get it and it's, you know, the big versus the small in the final, everybody loves that and goes crazy. So, yeah. you know, but yeah, I, I would, you know, yeah, get, if Luke is not going to be in the real game, get him in as much other stuff as we can because, you know, we, we want to see him anyway. Exactly. I, I will say this one other thing about the All-Star Weekend, just as a side. The dunk contest plays so much better in person, even the off years, where you're like, yeah, it's better in person than in live. And like, I've been to dunk contests where I'm like, been in the building, wrote the story and said, ah, it was kind of fun, whatever. Went home, you know, got back and the next morning or something was watching the replay on NBA TV. And I'm like, oh, God, this sucked. Yeah. Like, it's something. So it's one of those things that doesn't always translate unless you're, you know, it's if it's, you know. Aaron Gordon year or something, then that's one thing. It translates just fine, but it's, it's not something where dunks, sometimes dunks in person look, wow, that's stunning. And you get watch the video. It's not the same. I think that happens a lot to that event. Yeah. I've heard people say too, that when you can see like kind of the setups coming, um, and when you're there in person, like you, you, you kind of see it all building together. Like, oh man, this dude's going to really do this. And some of that stuff just doesn't play on TV as, as, you know, well, as yeah. much as we would hope it would. Well, hopefully we will not get any drone dunks this year. That, that, <laughs> you know, move on from that one. So, all right. Well, Keith, thanks for doing this. Where can everybody can find your work? Like you said, you, you've you got a story up on the 50 most untradeable contracts. <laughs> 10. 10. <laughs> 10 oh, 50, 50 might be overstated. There's a lot of work for a regular season. 10 uh, most untradeable contracts. 50. Um, there, I probably could have found 50 of them. But, um, but yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, you find that written work at Yahoo. Um, uh, yahoosports.com and in the NBA section it's the the right now it's all about the trade deadline for what I'm writing about so I did the 10 uh, most tradable contracts and those ones were you know people fired back with like why is Giannis at the top of the list they would never trade him but that's the idea that's how great his contract is um and, and yep. then then did the uh you know 10 least and then we'll do some buyers and sellers work which I know you're going through the same thing as everybody else is yep. who the heck are the sellers because there's like five you know, yeah, there's like four or five. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, and it's funny. I, I, I keep getting asked. I did some radio today where I kept getting asked, "Well, give us the biggest name being traded." I'm like, actually traded. Yep. 
Jeremy Lin, probably. That's what I, like, I my go to same team, Kent Bazemore. I'm like, Kent yeah, Bazemore, but, yeah, maybe. And, but he and and Bazemore is kind of just hard to move because that's an expensive contract. But yeah, I just I don't know. Like you're not. There's going to be a I think a number of little moves, mm-hmm. and I think the buyout market may be more interesting than the actual. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, the actual trade deadline. Yeah, no, I'm completely with you. I think you know the sense I'm getting talking with teams and talking with you yep. know, even players is everyone is to the point where it is um half the league can have cap space this summer and no one wants to mess that up so everyone is looking yeah. at it now and there's and there's also just teams like if before the season i would have thought brooklyn would be a seller and they did just trade kenneth fareed but, but yeah i mean that you know they're, they're yeah. not selling guys now because they're a playoff yeah, team. exactly yeah, Which, that 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 joe that Dimwitty injury though oh, that's, that's a setback sure. yeah, yeah that's gonna be tough for them but you know what they've kind of shown all right We'll we'll move on. We'll just plug the next guy yeah. in and go. And yeah, it is right. probably the deepest position on their team because they've got Shabazz Napier, you know, there too behind yeah. D'Angelo Russell now. And it's and then you look at a team like Orlando. I think Orlando is a team that this next week's going to be pretty big for them. You know, if they, yep. they struggle through the week, it's going to be all right. You got you got to go. So I think it's really you know kind of being at the point of you know when it, when you really look at it, it's okay. Well, it's um. You know, it, it might be one of those deadlines where it's a little slow, or it's going to be uh, some teams just kind of, uh, you take my bad money, I'll take yours. You know, because maybe yep. your bad money is a less bad fit for my team or something like that. So, yep, it's definitely, definitely be that. interesting. Yeah, I don't think, like, I think Orlando will move on from Aaron Gordon, but not at the deadline. That's, those are just, like, it's kind of like the Mike Conley thing. Like, there's a lot of interest in Mike Conley, but... That's a lot of contract that yep. just doesn't usually get moved till July. As so I explain to people, we'll I know we're trying to wrap up here, but the big thing with Mike Conley is this is what, what as I talked to, I talked with a GM about it and I said, he makes 30, $30 million. You know, what, what would that mean to you? And he said, what that means to me is going to my coach and saying, Hey, I got you Mike Conley. And the coach is great. I love Mike Conley. Who'd you give up? Well, I had to give up one of your starters and three of your bench players. And the coach saying, I don't like Mike Conley that much. You just ruined my whole rotation. So that's the that's the thing. Those, those once you get up over twenty million dollars, those deals aren't easy to move in season because you're get, you're going to have to pile together a bunch of deals to get there. Unless you know the Grizzlies get smart here and say, "All right, hey, we'll take back a bad, we'll take back some other you know bad money beyond this season." Because as you're rebuilding, no free agent signing there anyway. Eat bad money, but that's a whole other podcast yep. that I could spend you know hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have you back on and and. Uh break down trades and we'll talk more as we go into the summer. I, thanks a lot for doing this, Keith. Uh, again, this thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back next week with uh, probably more all-star talk plus some other stuff. Hopefully no more injury talk. Please no more injury talk. We're done with that for a while. Uh, but we'll be back next week with another edition of the Pro Basketball Talk podcast at NBC Sports. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.